welcome again to another edition of The Glass Ceiling, where we discuss the invisible barriers that prevent women from rising to their full potential at home, in the workplace, in politics, and in society in general. We also try to find and discuss practical solutions so that we can all, I'm talking about women and men, grab hold of the tools to shatter the glass ceiling together. Some topics have too much ground to cover in a single hour, and last week's topic is one of them. We started a discussion on marital rape, and it is going to continue today because there is still a lot to say. Now, just a reminder of what we talked about last week. If you missed it, here you go. Yeah, but, but let me ask the lawyer again. This refusal of our laws and courts to view marital rape as a crime, does it stem from the common law that we inherited from the British? Because in my research, I've seen that many countries that use common law interpreted marital rape by default as acceptable, and they had to change this with yeah. legislation. So mm-hmm. is that what's going on with us over here? The thing is... It's obsolete in the court, but nobody is going to change. Nobody's going to amend it. They're not going to amend it. Why because not? It's also, as Nigerians, we're cultural people. Hmm. Do you understand? Okay. If our culture doesn't believe in rape, it's going to be hard to incorporate it into law, like write it down and let it be like an actual thing. That's the problem. That's the problem we've been having. Okay, so there's a legal argument I've heard that marriage that marriage is <clears throat> a contract. And one of the rights guaranteed by the contract yeah. is conjugal rights. Mm-hmm. They say this is why denial of conjugal rights is grounds for divorce. So they, these people therefore ask, how can claiming one's contractually guaranteed conjugal rights be seen as a crime? Usually when, when people um, press charges for marital rape, it mm. also comes with domestic violence. So they go hand in hand. Oh, we're trying to get in touch right now with our guest uh, who will be on the phone and sharing her story. Uh, she is Ogene Karo and she- good to have you on the show. Thank you so much for agreeing to talk to us. Yeah. But I'd like to Thank hear you. your story. Uh, I haven't heard it. The people who are listening to us right now haven't heard it either. So please tell us your story. Uh, okay, so um, we got married... Five months, he we um we actually did not have sex before we got married. You know, I'd never had sex before, he had, but we agreed not to have sex. And then when we finally got married, I realized that he liked rough sex. And a month after he was getting upset that he wasn't getting what he wanted, and he began to beat me up for any reason at all. So I moved out of the main room to the guest room, and that's how it started. He, I used to lock the door. He would break the door and then come in and have his way with me, basically. Uh, for, for how long did it keep uh, keep on happening? Until I got pregnant. Okay. And after you had your baby, did it continue? Well, I moved out while I was pregnant because he was beating me up still. So I moved out. I had a child and the child died. So <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm terribly sorry. Yeah, thank you. Um, what justifications did your husband give? Um, I remember the first time that he tried to um, have sex with me forcefully. He would say that um, I paid your bride price. I think that was like the main thing he used to say. I paid your bride price. I paid your bride price. He would chant that a lot and then have his way. Did you tell anybody while this was going on? Was anyone else aware? Did they, did they try to help? No, I didn't particularly tell any. I didn't tell anyone that I was being raped by my husband. I mean, I was so ashamed to say that. But I told people that he was beating me up. I mean, it was quite obvious. So, yes, I told people. And, yes, they were very helpful. My family members, my siblings, strangers on social media. I mean, I reached out to people and they gave me numbers before. 
and yeah everyone was very helpful. Uh, I would like to ask, I mean, for someone who survived this and who seems to be doing well for herself, what would be your advice to anyone finding themselves in your old shoes? Please, just leave. I mean, do not agree if he comes and says sorry, which he will, and do it again. Just leave because you are saving your life. I almost died. I mean, it's a very long story. I almost died. Just leave and reach out to people. Do not be ashamed. Tell everyone what's happening with you because we have this mindset of, oh, don't, um, what's the word, lay out your dirty leanings and stuff. Tell everybody what's happening. Yeah, that's my advice. Okay, thank you so much for your courage in speaking to us, Ogene Karo. And thank you for, for surviving in every way. Uh, All right. Thank you. All right, enjoy your day, ma'am. All right, thank you so much. That was, that was last week, Wednesday, if you missed it. Now, just a reminder of what we're talking about, marital rape. It is the act of sexual intercourse with one's spouse without the spouse's consent. It's that simple. If a man has sex with his wife without her consent, he has raped her. If a woman has sex with her husband without his consent, she has raped him. So we're here discussing this subject. We're trying to find out why it keeps happening, why the rapists are not usually stopped, what we can all do to wipe it out from our society, what we are, what, what we are all doing at the moment while it continues to happen. But we're also going to have to talk about why it is wrong. Because from the feedback I got in the past week, a lot of people do not believe there is any anything wrong with marital rape in fact many people do not even believe there can be such a thing as marital rape so we're going deep into the basics today it seems we are going to have to talk about what being a human being means and what it actually means in real life for one human being to claim rights over the body of another human being because they're married as usual, I'm not alone. I have a panel that is ready to smash the ceiling. We're making history here on the glass ceiling today because we have men on the panel. I always say women's rights are human's rights and everyone, not just women, should be interested. But my guests are not here because of their gender. No, they come from different walks of life and are all social authorities in their own lane. So, representing traditional authority, we are joined by a chief. He is the chief and head of the Minapakabo War Kenu House of Okochiri Kingdom in Okrika River State. Chief Andy Oboforibo. Chief, you're welcome. Thank you, Sandra. And representing religious authority is Dr. Sunday Adelaja. He is the founder and senior pastor of the Embassy of the Blessed Kingdom of God for All Nations. And he's joining us on the phone. Hello, sir. Good evening. Dr. Adelaja. Good evening. All right. My next yes, guest. Good evening. All right. Good to have you, sir. My next guest is an authority on family dynamics. She is a counselor who has worked with, th with teens, youths, and married couples. Mrs. Alero Moloa. Good evening, ma'am. Good evening. All right. We also uh, are expecting another uh, family counselor. He'll be joining us, hopefully, probably in traffic as we speak. But you can hear that we have a very highly qualified panel, most of whom are also married. Because some of the feedback I got last week was, well, a lot of the people you had in the studio were not married, so they can't really have the context to have this conversation. Well, these people are obviously, some of them, married. And they're here to break this matter down for you who's listening to us. I've begged them to forget all the big grammar and I want them to make this matter as clear as possible because we're talking about marital rape, what it is, why it is wrong, the damage it does, the reasons why it is still rampant, even though it is wrong, and what we can do to end it. So let's get started. I'll ask Dr. Adelaja first. Uh, 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 Dr. Adelaja, as a pastor yes. and a religious authority, what are your thoughts on marital rape? Well, um, I, ne 
you know, just growing up in Africa myself, I never knew it existed until I got to Europe. And uh, then when I began to listen to the complaints and the way it happened, then I discovered that it's real. And later on, I became a pastor myself and I began to meet uh, cases like this. So my take is that the Bible says that husbands should, because this is mostly happening from the size of the men against the women. So the Bible says that men should honor their wives as they are co-heir of, you know, God's grace. So they should honor them. If you are forcing your wife to do anything, not just sexually, to do anything whatsoever at all, that is also an abuse. So rape, physical sex uh, without the consent of the other partner is an abuse, but forcing your partner to do anything at all is also an abuse. And since the Bible says that we are all created in the image and likeness of God, and uh, that means that we have equal right in the family. And we need to honor one another. Uh, and uh, so, you so, know, so, men so. always say that, but she's my... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so uh, um, uh, the Bible, some people will quote the Bible and they will quote First Corinthians chapter 7 verses 4 and 5. And they will say, oh, that a spouse cannot, it, it appears because you read that and they will tell you that uh, that place says that a spouse cannot say no to sex with their spouse. Yeah, but that same place says mutual agreement. So that mutual agreement, mutual agreement rules out rape. It rules out any kind of force and it rules out any kind of abuse. It has to be mutual. That's what the Bible says. Hmm. Uh, so, so if you read that portion of the Bible, it's, it, it's almost saying that the husband has power over the wife's body and vice versa. It even gives the power of consent to the person who wants to uh, be intimate with their partner, not the person who is saying no. So, so some people would would even ask you: Does this mean that uh, the Bible allows rape of one's spouse? No, the fact that the Bible is saying that the spouse has power you know, over the body, but that is not saying absolute power. Hmm. That is saying 50% power. So the rest of the 50% power belongs to the other spouse. Hmm. So that 50% authority is to say, do I, do I agree or I don't agree? Hmm. Do I allow you or I don't allow you? Hmm. Okay. I, I because marriage... marriage Marriage is not slavery. Marriage is not slavery. Marriage is an is, is a consent. Mm. It's an agreement relationship. Mm. So you in that same agreement is not withdrawn after you are married. You had the right to say yes, I do, or I don't do. That power you maintain while you are still in a relationship. So what advice do you give to people who come to you with complaints like this? Number one, it's, it's all about self-value and self-respect. Mm. The ladies especially, most of them that tolerate this is because they have low self-value upon the, uh, uh, or, or, you know, of themselves. Mm. So they need to, the, the ladies need to say, you know, I am a daughter of God, just like you are a creation of God, a son of God. Mm. I cannot be abused. I would not allow myself to be abused. So it is about the posi position of the lady. No. You don't treat me like this. I am not an animal because the lady. So what I that's what I tell the ladies. Mm. But what I tell the men is that you, as a man, you should know that the lady has feelings as well. Because as a man, I know the way men think. The men are thinking, I want it now. I cannot control myself. But then that's your feeling. But what about her feeling? So, but men don't normally think about the feeling of the woman. Men, many men are not educated to know that women cannot just switch on and off as they want. They, they need to be prepared for this. And so I began to explain to them that if you don't consider that she will feel as if she is raped in the park or as if she is raped in the street, even though you are the husband, you'll be feeling horrible, just as horrible as somebody that is raped. Normally, when the when the men hear this, they get shocked and they say, "You mean it? I thought she was just pretending. I thought she just was uh, playing." 
you know, men don't take it serious. Men think that men, women are just putting up a stunt, that, you know, they're just playing games. Mm. But they don't know that these ladies have feelings, and the feeling is very important because it's damaging them inside, and they might not be able to be, it will be receptive to you anywhere, anymore in future. All right, sir. Thank you so much for joining us on the glass ceiling today. Yes, I think it's a matter of understanding. Men are educated in this area. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, sir, for joining us, uh, sparing us time and joining us on the conversation today. Thank you. All right, then. Okay, so you too, you too, sir. Thank you, sir. All right, ladies and, uh, well, lady and gentlemen, we've just been joined by a family life counsellor as well, Ayo Daniels. Good to have you on the show, uh, sir. Thank you. Good evening. Yes, I'm guessing the traffic did as the traffic does. Yes, <laughs> yes but we're here, we have. Yes, and you missed uh, uh, the recap of the show from last week, but I'm glad that you were here for conversations with Dr. Sunday uh, Adelaja, who is... Um, uh, who is uh, the founder and senior pastor of the Embassy of the Blessed Kingdom of God for All Nations. Let me come to you, uh, Mrs. Alero Molua. What are your thoughts on what the pastor shared with us? All right. Now, the pastor was able to make some points, mm. really, mm -hmm. really, based on religion mm -hmm. and uh, actually what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And he is very right. Okay. In the first place, what is sex? Hmm. And what is sex meant to achieve in a marriage? If you look at it in that direction, sex is meant to bring the couple together, to make them bond, hmm. to make them have intimacy. Hmm. It is for companionship. And during sex, there's supposed to be pleasure. Each of them, each couple, each partner is supposed to have pleasure. Sex is something that is meant to be enjoyed, not endured. Hmm. So once it gets out of that junction of enjoying it, of having pleasure, having it, and one party is suffering, crying, and in pain, then it has crossed the line. Okay. I, I, I want to come over to Chief now. Chief, when we were listening to uh, the recap last week, my guest said that when her husband would rape her, he would continue to say, I paid your bride price. I paid your bride price. And we had the guests on the show last week who continued to say that culture is a big, big culprit as far as this conversation uh, is concerned. What are your thoughts as, some, as somebody who is uh, a custodian of our culture? Yes, these are the issues that we are tackling on a daily basis. Uh, culture has been used and culture has been ab abused. It has been, it has been used as an excuse to perform all manners of atro atrocities over the ages. And even if our ancestors, for whom I speak as a chief, even if they in the past indulge in particular practices, it is left to each generation to assess those practices and determine whether those practices are still acceptable or whether they were even unacceptable from the beginning and our ancestors were just operating in ignorance. So I'll give you some examples. Um, killing of twins was culturally acceptable, but we have decided that no, it is wrong. Um, trading and owning of slaves was considered culturally acceptable, but we have now decided that it is wrong. And buying and selling of human beings as wives was considered culturally acceptable. But we have decided in this modern age that it is wrong, that the, the, the institution of marriage is not a commercial enterprise. A man does not go and buy a woman from her father and mm -hmm. bring her to the house. A man and a woman decide to marry and they perform certain traditional rights. And one of those traditional rights is the paying of bride price. But the paying of bride price is now symbolic. It is not actual. But but you have a lot of people, sir, saying that uh, uh, this payment means that he has bought the woman from her father. And they also say that paying the bride price gives him full rights to her body, no matter what. Well... 
that is a that is a wrong interpretation of what the bride price should be now maybe that's what the bride price price was three four generations ago but we cannot continue to insist that that is what the bride price should be today so a lot of education has to be done by traditional rulers and other custodians of culture to explain to people that look no we are not buying and selling people in the name of marriage anymore i'll give you an example from another climb because culture is not only in nigeria the british part of their culture is monarchy hmm. so the british every day they sing their national anthem they say god save the queen hmm. the queen opens parliament everybody bows to the queen as the sovereign but if the queen were to stand up today and try and institute a law everybody will say it was illegal they are all claiming that the queen owns them and that the queen is their sovereign, but she is not allowed to act as their sovereign. So it's ceremonial. So even if a, a man ceremonially pays a bride price mm. for his wife, that does not give him actual sovereignty over her, does not give her actual dominance over her. Mm. Because at the end of the day, human rights will always be superior to traditional rights. Mm. And the human rights of the wife and human rights of the husband are equal. Is this something you agree with, uh, uh, Mr. Ayotaniel? Yes, please. I, I, I like to say it's something right here, as much as um, I agree with Chief here. Uh, but culture has become one of the major reasons why you have um, domestic violence hmm. in marriages. Hmm. Uh, there is that mindset that says when you get married to a woman, um, you own the woman. And women are no longer regarded as um, someone who comes into marriage uh, to derive uh, a mutual satisfaction. Mm. Uh, so women and kids are regarded as um, a property Perfect. to be owned. And if you look at the way we also run what we call the patriarchal culture, mm. which means... Just break that down, because one thing I promised <laughs> today was no big grammar. <laughs> it simply grammar. means that, um, you know, th th there's just that sort of thing that says a man uh, is superior in all realms. Hmm. Um, everybody is this something must you be, believe? I don't quite believe that hmm. anymore because, um, I, I say this honestly, um, there are, in the last 15, 20 years, mm -hmm. there are so many things that is happening in our world. Hmm. I don't know if you have noticed, women are... Increasingly becoming empowered, mm. uh, they manage businesses better than the men. Um, their earning power is increasing, uh, which should, if you ask me, within the context of marriage, should not be a threat to any man. Uh, like this violence that we are talking about, it's also that mindset that says, if I own you, uh, then everything that belongs to you belongs to me, mm. uh, and. So sometimes, a lot of the time, people just take that to the very extreme. Mm. So even violence has now become a tool of discipline. Um, if you want to shut a woman down, so um, slapping, uh, kicking, even when they are pregnant and all that, you can do as much. The same thing goes for discipline mm. when you are, you, you are a parent. Mm. So that mindset itself, it's something that we must correct, mm. uh, that even though the man is the head. Nobody is contesting that. I mean, physiologically, men are more, uh, they have um, strength more than the women. So mm. uh, we should treat them as someone with equal. Mm. Um, I would say equal, um, like a joint owner, mm. and not be treated as a second-class citizen. If you really want to get the best out of any marriage, mm. a woman and even your kids should be treated that way because they are all stakeholders within the context of marriage. I, as a counsellor, uh, Mrs. Alero, how often do you hear the complaint of uh, uh, sex without consent in marriage? Well, recently, I would say it's of the increase. Hmm. And because so many times when we do group counseling mostly, mm -hmm. once you get to that point, part where you have to talk about sex and marriage, mm -hmm. you realize at the end, if you say questions, they won't ask questions on any other topic but on the sex issue. Mm. And then gradually, sometimes I kind of conducted a, a survey mm -hmm. amongst some women from a particular tribe that mm -hmm. invited me for their association. Mm -hmm. And I realized that in that group, we had like almost 50 women. Mm. 80% of the women there, they don't know what it means to enjoy sex with their husbands. But were they getting raped? Were they were they being raped by their husbands? There's, I mean, because those are two different they are things. two different things. And they want us to stay on the rape itself. For some of them, they were. 
Now, when for some of the, like, I give you a particular example. Mm. A woman says, my husband comes back drunk. And he gets into the house, and then the next thing, it's coming to the room. Then he will hit you, hit you onto the bed, and just climb you, and destroy you. He does that day one, day two, day three. That is rape. It's not with a woman's consent. And then the woman feels violated. The woman feels humiliated and degraded in her own home. Hmm. That is serious breach. Um, uh, but how often do people come to you with these kinds of complaints, sir? Well, I, I would say the last 10 years, mm. uh, just like she said, mm. uh, these things have increased. Don't forget we also have a culture that um, doesn't permit people to speak out. Mm. Uh, most of the things that we have that is on the increase now, um, I think in Nigeria here, uh, if you look at the statistics, maybe less than 20% actually um, speak out of any form of violence mm. or any form of rape. or, And then the society itself... Uh, if you report to the authorities, it's a stigma. Hmm. I don't know if you have ever um, seen people don't report rape, except it's with a stranger, but with, a, with their spouses, they don't. And I think the real issue here is that word consent, hmm. which we must emphasize, continue to emphasize to hmm. educate people on. All right. So let's take a quick break, come back, and then talk about consent. I'm glad that you brought the conversation there because, yes, indeed, that's the basic. If we do not understand, like I said when I was introducing this, if you do not understand that a human being's body is their own body and that they are the ones who should give you permission to touch them, I'm talking about things as simple as a handshake, as brushing their arm, as giving them a hug, from all of those little things. If you do not understand the simple basics of give me permission, okay, I accept permission, then we have a problem. So after this very quick commercial break, we will uh, talk about consent. I'm going to hear the thoughts of the chief because uh, as the custodian of our culture, uh, he will give us uh, some insight about some of the cultural um, aspects of consent. I mean, as Nigerians, we're very, some people say that we're very touchy people, we're very huggy people. Ah, now, was I not playing with you? Somebody cannot play with you again and, and, and things like that. We're streaming by the way on Twitter and on Facebook Nigeria Info FM. I am Sandra Ezekwesele. This is Glass Ceiling on Hard Facts and you're listening to 99.3 Nigeria Info. More news and information coming up. We'll be back in a moment. Them. They're sleek, fashionable, and work for every occasion. Ooh, they're so hot. I'm so jealous. But babe, it's January. Don't you need to save? Oh, I am saving. Thanks to Jumia's current sale, I get to pay less and save more. Hashtag winning. Yes, from the 14th to 31st of January 2019, get mega flash sales with over 50% off the Infinix Hot 6, Broom 1.5 HP AC, and TCL 43-inch TV at 12 p.m. Mondays to Fridays and more in the Jumia Clarence sale. T's and C's apply. Jumia, save money, shop easy. There she is, poised and elegant, sleek and proud. I took her in my hands and, uh, gosh, she's just my type. I wish I could Can I her. please have my phone? You've been holding on to it for too long. Get your Huawei Y9 today and go on a love adventure with a symphony in your hands. It comes loaded with a 4 AI cameras, 6.5-inch big screen, and a 4,000 mAh battery. Huawei, make it possible. Enjoy the tasty apple goodness of La Casera, Nigeria's favorite apple drink. Still only 100 Naira. Like I said, I love this drink. Fashion shows, comedy, art shows, best of Nigerian music, and Brazilian samba dancers. Conico 2019 will take place at the Muriacola Park, VI Lagos. Dates 26th and 27th of January 2019. Time 2 p.m. Get your tickets now at ariatickets.com, cooltickets.ng, All Studio 24, Alibaba Supermarkets, and Selected Slot Stores, Adiba Supermarkets, Old English Supermarkets, Bruno Place, Cool FM VI, and Chocolate Royale. Carnival 2019 is supported by Munchit and brought to you by Wazobia FM, powered by Olsen Decker. 
Carnico 2019. The revolution starts now. This is the glass ceiling. Glass on hard facts. Hard facts. Welcome back. 26 minutes to 5. Send us a WhatsApp message if you are listening to the conversation and you have questions for our guests in the studio. If you also have questions and you would like to call us, uh, I'll give you a chance to do that very soon. But let me come to you, sir. Uh, I have guests, oh, by the way. Uh, let me introduce them again. Uh, there's uh, Chief Andy Oboforibo, who is the head of the of the um, Minapakabo Wakenu House of Okochiri Kingdom in Okri. River State. Uh, we have as well Mrs. Alera Molwa, who is a counselor who has worked with teenagers, who has worked with young people and married couples. We had on the phone with us Dr. Sandra Adelaja, who is the founder and senior pastor of the Embassy of the Blessed Kingdom of God for All Nations. And we have uh, Mr. Aya Daniels, who is a family life counselor. Good evening again to everybody. Good evening. All right. So uh, let me come to you, Chief Oboforibo. Tell me uh, about consent and where it clashes with our culture as as Nigerians. Now, I realize that we don't all have the same culture, but culture is um, thematic sometimes. So so talk to us about that. Yes. Uh, You're right to say that culture is thematic. We tend to see the general general trend in our cultures, especially across the whole nation. Uh, consent is should, should be fairly straightforward. It is the fact that every human being has a right to determine for themselves what they will do and what they will not do as long as they are not harming another individual or or stopping that individual from making that determination for themselves as well. Mm. So as long as I'm not harming you and as long as I'm not forcing you to do anything, nobody should also force me to do anything. It's a very straightforward concept. And men understand consent when it it deals with their fellow men. Mm. We understand that, oh, you cannot force me to do this business. You cannot force me to give you this money. You cannot force me to um, open my house for you. We on um, As men, we understand that. The problem we have, and this is a cultural problem, uh, the problem we have in our culture is that men have not been taught to respect con- consent from women because men are not taught really to respect women as individuals. Men are taught to respect women as in particular positions, respect your mother, listen to your mother until you're a man. You don't have to listen to your mother again. You don't have to respect <laughs> her. Um, respect somebody else's wife because she's somebody's wife, not because she's a human being, but because somebody, another man, somebody with value has decided to legitimize her and make her a wife. Then respect her. Respect somebody's daughter in his house because she's under the protection of her father. Mm. So this is the way our culture sees um, you know, personhood of women. It is only ever given full value when it is tied to a man in some way. Mm. And that is what gives the room for issues of consent. So now when a woman says, I don't want to have sex with you, my husband, the husband cannot understand because he has been trained from childhood, from boyhood, to expect that since he is the one giving her legitimacy and personhood as her husband she has no right to deny him anything you know she 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 doesn't have consent where he is she's not his fellow man so why should she be able to tell him no this is the major problem that we face we see it all the time as a chief in my work in the house uh one of our duties is to judge cases Mm. so land disputes divorces we deal with all of that so when we're being made chiefs we were given guidelines we were taught what the rules were we had to also learn the laws growing up and the cultural laws when it comes to things like divorce a woman a man can divorce his wife because she's not giving him enough sex at no and you you hear the woman complain but he's asking me for sex when i don't want sex he's demanding it he's taking it by force and everybody say eh, is he not your husband you know that is is it not his right so all of a sudden the idea of that the marriage has conveyed to the husband the right over the woman's body mm. and that is a very it, it goes against what we understand about human rights but is it not his right uh, uh, mr ayo daniels 
Is it not his right? I mean, uh, the chief said uh, when conversations like this come up, the people will say, eh, you're complaining, eh, but is it not his right? He's your husband. Is it not his right? I'm sorry, Mr. Yoda, before you <laughs> answer that, I, I don't want to leave it hanging. Let it not sound as if I am saying that this is what the, the, what the culture is saying is correct. Mm. I need to point out that what we are trying to say now, and that is why people like me are becoming chiefs. Mm. Uh, we're not longer allowing, <laughs> that's why we're no longer allowing old men to remain as chiefs. <laughs> Young men like me are becoming coming cheese because we understand that the problem starts with the culture mm. and we are trying to teach a new a new thinking the culture that men and women have the same rights a man is a, a human being and a woman is a human being too so what Perfect. you will not expect from your wife in your marriage yeah. you cannot give it, it to her exactly <laughs> we have Ozadima Franklin on Twitter who says uh, are you guys not missing the point you need to know that for a man this is not a luxury but a necessity if you are <laughs> married to a woman who is used to using this as a weapon what do you do divorce her I I'm going to come to the counselor I will say this the problem here is when you are used to a woman mm. who is always saying no, mm. the you, you, both of you should come to an understanding. Sit down with your wife and say, what is the problem? Then you will also understand something that as human beings, we have different libido. Mm. A man, the man may have a, a higher libido than the wife. Mm. And so the demand is high. Mm. While the wife's libido is so low that sometimes she cannot meet up with the man's demand. Research has actually not shown that this... Uh, yeah. Sometimes. I said sometimes. Yeah. I said sometimes. Is it that way these days? Really. So, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Cases where we have issue of consent not coming from the woman, yeah. mm. that is sometimes the case. Mm. That's what I'm addressing. Mm. And then in such case, the question is, what should they do? The both of them should come to an understanding. Mm. When they cannot get that understanding between themselves, they should seek help. Mm. Go to sex therapists. They will be able to sort you out. They will help you. I, will I had a man who called into the show last week and he's like, why will she refuse me? Why? And I'm like, well, there are a lot of reasons. Is that a good enough reason to force yourself? And he says, well, no, it's not. But she can refuse me once. I'm like, what if she keeps refusing you for an entire month? She's like, for an entire month? I will not tolerate it. <laughs> And, I, and I, I, I was asking him, what do you mean you will not tolerate it? And he couldn't answer the question. He, you know, went off the phone. But that's, a, uh, that's something I'm very curious about. As a family life counsellor, what, what's the situation there? Well, I, I like to maybe borrow certain thoughts from the chief mm. and then from uh, my sister over there. Mm. Uh, I think we need to look again at the whole concept of marriage. Mm. Um, number one, two people, by reason of mutual consent, they have agreed to live together for life. And which means there are certain things they need to do uh, in order to live together. They need to work things out among themselves. So mm. basically, when it comes to marriage, uh, there are basic things. Communication is one of those things. Mm. Sex is another one. Uh, money is another one. And then in our own kind of environment, the culture itself, it's another one. Because you have uh, the issue in marriages, uh, the in-law, the middle-law, and the out-law. <laughs> All these things together, they put pressure on any marriage. Uh, so when you talk, uh, for a man, sex is just something that when you are ready, then you just go in into a woman. Uh, for a woman, it's slightly different. Uh, sex is what you really prepare for. Uh, that's why it's called lovemaking. Mm. Uh, you, you don't just get it the way, um, for example, if a, if a man sees a naked woman, I mean, the erection is all out. And then for a woman, it's not like that. It's like what happens when uh, you are finding the flame. Uh, you are making bolly. So it takes a whole lot, lot, lot time for a woman to respond. So things like hearing the right words, which begins from the morning, the moment you wake up, mm. um, things being appreciated. So all these things together, that's what goes into love making for a woman. So if a woman can hear maybe good words, except when she wants, uh, the man wants to have sex, the check of that man will continually bounce. Why does it seem like our laws, uh, Chief Oboforibo, why does it seem like our laws are not 
helping to check this. I know that uh, Mr. Aya Daniels, when he spoke, said that uh, um, people are not even reporting marital rape. The guest we had last week who shared her story said she was too ashamed to um, tell people that her husband was raping her, but she told people about the domestic violence, the beating. So why do you, why do you, what, I don't even know what my question is, but um, so first things first, I want to know why we are not doing enough as a society to ensure that the law protects men and women, because we're talking only about the women, but men experience this too. Can, can, I, can I say something before? Okay. Um, maybe the chief response to horse. Mm. Uh, there are myths about partners rape, mm. myths that surround it. Mm. Um, and I, I love the way that you said, because this day is not just uh, something that goes from the man to the woman, mm. it, it's vice versa. Mm. Uh, number one myth that surrounds this um, spousal rape mm. is it's not rape if it's your partner. Mm. That's number one myth. So a lot of people, they live in that denial. They don't believe that that is happening to them. Mm. Um, so if it's your partner, then it is not rape. The second thing so is this, that your spouse can't be a rapist. And since you still have them with you, after whatever experience happened between the two of you, you still have them. So that's another myth that we must. And then the, the other one is what you just mentioned. A lot of people think that, how will I actually say to other people that my spouse has raped me? So it's still a myth in, uh, in many people's mind. And maybe the last thing that we need to look at is that, okay, it's just a disagreement, it's just an injury here and there, it's not a violence, it's not life-threatening, so I might as well take it in. But all those myths, we need to unravel it. Hmm. Anything that is outside mutual consent. I say this a lot to married people. Uh, we usually, when it comes to adultery, cheating, we usually uh, look for the hammers to nail the women. Mm. But what if is the, the other way around? We don't hear about it. Mm. So I think uh, it, it, we need to also unravel those myths so that people don't keep, I mean, we, we've seen a lot mm. in around us in the last 10, 15 years, maybe basically because of the way the economy situation is, mm. a whole lot of people are trying to manage themselves. So uh, what our sister said earlier on, uh, increase in consumption of drugs, alcohol, and is, is resulting into spousal awesome. violence because that's the closest person mm. to anyone who, who, who probably wants to. transfer to, aggression yeah. to. Uh, Chief, let's hear your thoughts. Yes, I think one of the main problems we have uh, is the, the way we, we condition young people from childhood, hmm. boys and girls differently, and they become men and women, and they go into marriage with different expectations, different expectations about what they're supposed to get out of marriage. So, for instance, when it comes to sex, um, a, a woman is not, has not been conditioned to have any expectations about sex. Mm -hmm. She has been conditioned that she's there to please her husband. Hmm. Now, when it comes to things like finance, the, the the husband has not been conditioned to have any expectations. What does conditioned mean? Remember okay, sorry. What I mean is trained, 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 brought up, taught, mentored, mentored. So, when it comes to sex, it's almost, and this is the problem with our cultures, it's almost as if women are taught that sex is just a duty. It's a duty they owe their husband. It is not, we, 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 they did not explain it to us as Madame has explained it to us. It is something that a couple enjoys together. Mm. So because of that, because of that, um, many women will not even report a rape because they're not even really seeing it as a rape. What they're seeing is that I did not do my duty to my, to my husband. My husband now took it and in the course of taking it, it was painful, it was traumatic, I was upset by it, but it is still my fault. You know, so you see, they're, in, they're internalizing it. They're, sorry, they're blaming themselves. <laughs> they're blaming themselves. It's like when we're children and our parents discipline us because we did something wrong. We, the discipline pained us, it hurt us, but who are we going to report to? Mm. Because we, are, we know that we are at fault. Mm. And that's what is happening a lot of the time. Mm. The women feel like they are the ones who did something wrong, but the husband was just very high-handed mm. in the way he handled the matter. That's one of the main problems we have. And so they, a lot of teaching has to happen, even with the young ones coming up now to... To, uh, and those who are already married and who are already there to let them know that no um, sex is not a duty that a the wife owes a husband sex is something that the two of them 
you can say they owe it to themselves, but it's something that they should enjoy together, find a way to enjoy together. It's like the priest of Jesus told us earlier on on the call mm. that it's something that it's a 50-50. We each own ourselves 50-50 in the marriage. Mm. All right, so let's take a few calls. Um, we have people trying to get in on the show. If you don't have our numbers, uh, you can take them down when I share them. You can also send us a WhatsApp message. WhatsApp is 809 Five nine seven five eight zero five zero eight zero nine five nine seven five eight zero five. And here are the studio numbers. Call us on zero one two seven seven zero nine nine three zero one two seven seven one nine nine three zero one two seven seven two nine nine three and zero one two seven seven three nine nine three. This is Nigeria Info. We are listening. Hello. 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 Good evening. Hello. Yes. Good evening yeah, to you. Good evening to you. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for your your this enlightenment this evening. Hmm. But what I want to say is this: I think this thing should be better for people that are poly, uh, monog- monogamy marriage, because the chief that is in your house, hmm. I know he must have three or four wives. So if such a thing should you know occur, he hmm. can be able to bear it. I think the people should, that should be called on this issue are people who are having only one woman. Well, we have uh, we have Mr. Ayo Daniels who has one. Uh, uh, <laughs> are you married, sir? Yes. Only but, one but wife. The, but, the way, but, but the way your chief is saying something, he's saying as if it is all that is. But I don't support anybody to force anybody for sex or to brutalize any woman. We are all human beings uh-huh. and everybody should have their right. But uh-huh. then... You see, uh, such issues should be better for people who don't... Because most of the kids, they have concubines here and there. They have wives here and there. So if one woman can deny them of a sex, they have other alternatives. But there are people who don't have alternatives. I think those people are the people that should be called to discuss this very issue. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for calling. I have Mr. Ayo Daniels on the show. I have oh, Mrs. Alewa. You that back at me. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm just trying to explain. Okay, okay, let's go. You know, I have Mr. Ayo Daniels who doesn't have concubines. He's married to one woman. I and have... I've been married for 23 years. Exactly. <laughs> Mrs. Alewa Molwa on the show as well. How long have you been married, man? 23 years. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Uh, Chief. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, I I understand what um, he's trying to say. But but I think if we look at the future of our society, Hmm. uh, there is need. I mean, I'm happy that the chief agreed. Hmm. Uh, The dynamics of training has changed. Hmm. Um, I don't know how many people are being prepared for marriages these days. Mm. Uh, And I think that's where uh, we need to start this whole education. As a family counsellor, sir, do you teach consent during the uh, marriage counselling? Is that something you teach or are you one of those who teaches give your husband anything your husband wants? No, you you have to teach. Number one, you start from the dignity of human beings. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm a human being uh, and there is a basic law what I don't want other people to do to me, mm. I should be prepared not to do it to other people. That's a basic law. Um, I should be taught, I, we teach people respect, mm. respect for yourself first. Mm. And then, because most of the time when people take in some of these things in, in marriages, whether as a man or as a woman, mm. is because they've not taught to love and respect themselves. Mm. And then respect for other people. And usually, the way this life is, you can't give what you don't have. Um, if, if So we, we actually teach people about sex. Mm. We teach people about consent. Uh, we teach people how to, if they are not enjoying sex, how can you? And that's what our sister earlier on said. Mm. And I know that in some culture, they actually prepare men and women for marriages. Mm. So it, it's something we need to get back to. Mm. Um, I'm not sure how many married girls, young men, women out there, who their parents actually sat them down to teach them about some of these things. Mm. Everybody just encourage you to go into marriage and then you go discover whatever you need to discover by yourself. Over to you, Chief. Yes, I need to address uh, something that um, the last caller brought up 
up and it's something that comes up a lot when mm. people talk about this thing mm. they keep on framing rape almost as a last resort if I don't have any place to get sex now what am I supposed to do <laughs> yeah. so you know like if she's not giving me she's not giving me she's not giving me uh, how long am I supposed to endure it okay so let us say you are poor you don't have money how long are you supposed to endure it before you go and steal <laughs> um, you are um, the second or third born in your house you're not going to inherit property how long are you going to endure it before you kill your two older brothers yeah. why is it that it's only when it comes to sex that we have decided that m- there's a point of tolerance where men cannot take it anymore and at that point anything that happens well he couldn't take it anymore mm-hmm. but we expect restraint complete restraint when it comes to every other aspect, every other urge. Just because you want something enough does not mean you have to take it from another human being by force force and and go against their dignity. We are not animals. You may not have concubines, but you have a conscience, so you should not be doing that. And then as an extension to that, Mm. if someone is not getting enough sex, the basic things about life, because every day we all learn, Mm. is to have why am I not getting it? Have a Why am I getting yes? Have a, an honest conversation. Even if you are getting the sex, I think for married people, that's one of the things that you teach. Hmm. We teach them: ask yourself, ask your partner, "Am I satisfying you?" That's even another thing altogether. We are not even talking about rape. Hmm. We are talking about sexual fulfillment in hmm. marriage. So I, I think. People must just learn to come out instead of running away from one problem mm-hmm. and then go elsewhere in trying to resolve our problem, create another one. Mm. I think we must learn to confront everyday problem that we have. Right. I, I think going forward, if we must have a paradigm shift mm. from what we are talking about now, mm-hmm. we really have to go back to the youths that are still coming up. Those that are yet to get married mm. and address it during what we call pre-married counseling. Yeah. Talk to them what sex is about. Mm. What what actually is sex to married couple? Mm. How do I go about it? How do I ensure that both myself and my partner were able to have that fulfillment in it? Mm. How can I ensure that my partner at all times will be ready for me and I am ready? You are saying something... Uh, Mr. Ayo, we're saying something about starting the move right from the morning time and other times. We we teach it in counseling. We say, how can you have what we call a romantic couple? Mm. Such that right from time, both of you, you set the mood on. And so when it comes to that time of both of you will be ready. Okay. The consent will come. Oh, unfortunately, unfortunately, we are out of time. I, I hate it when this happens. The time just flies by. <laughs> it flies by. It really does. But uh, this conversation is on our Facebook page. Please feel free to get on Facebook and uh, watch it. We have a young person in the studio that I wanted to ask what the conversations around this subject are uh, with young people. But unfortunately, we don't have the time to get into it. Sadly, I am so sad about this part. We couldn't even take all the calls that I hoped we would take. But thank you so much for being a part of this. I want to thank you especially, uh, Mr. Ayo Daniels, for thank joining us. Much. Thank you so much, much. Chief Andrew Boforibo. Thank you, Mrs. Alero Molo. And Thanks and so thank you to your beautiful daughter who introduced wow. us both. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Facebook is Nigeria Info FM. Coming up next is Countdown 2019. I hope you've learned something today. Uh, don't go away. 99.3 Nigeria Info. We'll be right back. You got new shoes? Yes, I love them. They're sleek, fashionable, and work for every occasion. Ooh, they're so hot. I'm so jealous. But babe, it's January. Don't you need to save? Oh, I am saving. Thanks to Jumia's current sale, I get to pay less and save more. Hashtag winning. Yes, from the 14th to 31st of January, 2019, get mega flash sales with over 50% off the Infinix Hot 6, Broom 1.5 HP AC, and TCL 43-inch TV at 12 p.m. Mondays to Fridays and more in the Jumia Clarence sale. Tease and Seize apply. Jumia, save money, shop easy. Pleasant times are here to stay. Sweet aromas everywhere. Meals are yummy, so much tastier. Everybody says, Ooh, la, la, la. Gino, 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 Gino curry powder. Ooh, la, 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 la. Gino truly cares. Gino curry. Now available in 100 grams and 500 grams pack. There she is, poised and elegant. 
sleek and proud. I took her in my hands and, uh, gosh, she's just my type. I wish I could Can take I her. please have my phone? You've been holding on to it for too long. Get your Huawei Y9 today and go on a love adventure with a symphony in your hands. It comes loaded with a 4 AI cameras, 6.5-inch big screen, and a 4,000 mAh battery. Huawei, make it possible. <laughs> you got new shoes? Yes, I love them. They're so-